Thanks for joining us on our very first Ropes and Gray alumni podcast. I'm Matt Rizzolo, an IP litigation partner based in our Washington, D.C. office. Today I'm being joined by my friend and Ropes and Gray alum, Jeff Gleason. Jeff and I were summer associates together back in 2007, and he then began his career in the Boston office. Now, Jeff is an assistant general counsel for gaming at Delaware North, a global leader in hospitality and food service management, which operates in the lodging, sporting, airport, gaming, and entertainment industries. In this podcast, we'll be talking about Jeff's path to his current position, differences between law firm and in-house life, and maybe even a trip down memory lane to try and jog up some of his favorite memories of Ropes and Gray. So Jeff, thanks for being our guinea pig here. Let's get started with an easy question for you. Can you tell us a little bit about Delaware North and what you do there? Sure. So, you know, as you said, Matt, um, you know, Delaware North is a mostly a hospitality company. Uh, you know, we sell experiences. Um, we have uh, several subsidiaries, uh, you know, one who does sports service. So that's basically being a concessionaire at MLB, NBA, NFL, and NHL stadiums. Uh, we have a travel and hospitality subsidiary, which does, um, uh, you know, similar, uh, you know, food service things at airports. Uh, we have a parks and resorts subsidiary, which owns uh, some properties, um, as well as manages things like uh, um, Kennedy Space Center down in Florida. Uh, we have Patina Restaurant Group, uh, which owns a a string of uh, restaurants, uh, and it also manages, uh, you know, food service operations for things like the Metropolitan Opera and Rockefeller Center. Um, and then we have uh, our Boston subsidiary, which owns the TD Garden, where the Celtics and Bruins play. Uh, our chairman, Mr. Jacobs, owns the Bruins personally. Um, and then we have an international portfolio, where we do, uh, you know, similar similar types of businesses in um, uh, England. Australia and Singapore, and then we have the gaming division, which is mine. Uh, my my uh, my charge here at Delaware North. I handle all the legal uh, for our portfolio of casinos and racetracks. Um, so all across the company, uh, like I said at the beginning, we're we're selling experiences. We're selling, you know, customers at good times. So it's a it's it's kind of a fun company to work for because that's 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 basically our focus is is, is hospitality for our customers. So how did you end up in your current job as gaming counsel? Did you did you have a background in that industry beforehand? Not at all. Um in fact, I had I had uh done absolutely zero uh gaming work. Um I had not even worked in in, in too many highly regulated fields. Um Delaware North is is based in Buffalo. That's where our headquarters is. And they were out looking for a assistant general counsel, you know, effectively a partner level uh, person who uh, could join the team. Um, and, and and even they weren't really looking for someone who had been in gaming their whole career. Um, you know, the company has a pretty uh, robust growth trajectory. Um, they have set pretty, uh, you know, substantial goals for that growth. And so they were looking for someone who had a kind of M&A bent to them. And, um, you know, they, they, they are an acquisitive uh, uh, company, as, especially in gaming. They're always looking for new assets to purchase, new, you know, casinos to run, racetracks to, to buy up um, and, and, and generate additional revenue and EBITDA. 
Um, so that's, you know, what kind of where I came in. Uh, my, my father-in-law, who's a general counsel for a uh, healthcare center here in Buffalo, got notice of the job posting and sent it to me immediately and said, you need to apply for this job. <laughs> so I did. I, you know, I have a, a background uh, with the deputy general counsel here. We had worked on, uh, you know, several different uh, private equity investment transactions for the same client, though we were at different firms. Uh, when he was out in in private life, and you know, it, the rest, as they say, is history. You know, I got the job and 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 started in April of last year. Sounds like you owe your father-in-law. That's uh, some debt you must <laughs> repay. Huh? So, uh, yeah, so yeah. you worked you worked at a couple of firms, uh, you know, ropes, and, and then a couple of others. What was the most challenging thing about going in-house from a firm? Sure. So, I mean, especially at ropes, and then, you know, definitely as I uh, went to smaller firms, you know, I was still very much a, a specialized practitioner. Um, you know, when I was at ropes, I, I did mostly private equity, did some public company, but all M&A focused. Um, and then even when I came back to Buffalo, I was doing, you know, a general corporate practice, sure, but most of it was focused on, on M&A as well. And so when when clients would call us up and call me up particularly, they're looking for a a you know pretty narrow range of guidance. You know they've they've kind of honed what they're looking to ask of you. They know they're paying by the hour, and so they they've they've come to you with a with a pretty narrow question usually. Um, going to in house, they're not they're not paying by the hour anymore, and so you know a lot of those clients too. They're not used to honing their questions because normally when we're when we're you know in, in in law firms, you're you're hearing from kind of higher level persons, who uh, you know have have gathered input from you know their employees for whatever purpose they they need legal guidance, and you know they're sending it to you. Here I'm getting questions from all levels of our operation, um, and and they're not necessarily. Uh, honed or particularly, um, you know, focused on on, on what I do. Um, you know, it's it, 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 it a lot of times it's not even really legal questions, but they're just looking for someone who can help them talk through something, and that's kind of the biggest change. You're going you're going from somebody coming to you for you know a very specific set of skills that you have to someone you know to to to, to a group of clients who are coming to you for almost everything. Really putting uh, general and general counsel, so to speak, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I've, 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 you know, looked at all kinds of different agreements that I would never look at, you know, when I was in a law firm. I've, you know, provided guidance on 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 things that I never would have provided guidance on when I was, you know, just a an M and A lawyer. So, uh, so now that you're in house, what what advice do you have for outside counsel who are looking to get business from you or from from your company? Ooh, um, you know the, the 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 biggest thing for me is is efficiency. You know, again, we're we're getting we're fielding questions and and issues from our internal clients in such a broad spectrum that when we're going to outside counsel, you know, we've we've provided that funnel. We've we've kind of you know honed that down to a narrow set of of issues that we're coming to outside counsel for, and so you know we're we're dealing with the whole slew of you know day to day questions, 
and we really need help on that on that you know specific thing that you know that 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 we're reaching out for specialized knowledge of, um, and and the efficiency of answering that so that we can continue to deal with the broad spectrum of things that we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis is is really um, you know important. Uh, the other thing is is um, you know timeliness of response. Uh, you know I can't tell you the number of times that that I get frustrated with not receiving a response from outside counsel. And, you know, a lot of it, you know, is a generational thing. A lot of it is, you know, a regional versus a national firm issue. Um, you know, but, but Matt, you and I came up in the, in the check you emails days and, you know, you had to, you had to respond quickly. And, and it's also a communication uh, 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 manner that, that we're more used to, you know, email is, is almost become the instant messenger of the world. And so the you know when when I don't get a response within 24 hours, it gets really frustrating. Yeah, that's understandable. So um, so what about advice for folks who might want to be moving in house someday, whether they're you know junior associates just starting out, or or mid levels, or even partner levels? So you know when I was when I was a, a, a junior lawyer, you know I was a I was a third year associate or so, and, and started to look um, you know at at opportunities for in house jobs. You know one of the things you have to think about is is you know not every business, even if it's a very large business, has a legal department that can support having very junior lawyers. So you know just just saying well you know Delaware North is a is a huge business. They've they've got to have a spot for me as a third year attorney. That's not necessarily true. You know, our legal department is actually very thinly staffed for the size of company we are, and so we don't really have. You know, we we have two junior lawyers who are not AGCs. Other than that, it's all AGCs, a deputy GC, and a GC. And so, you know, there isn't a whole lot of places to slot those junior associates in. So don't don't necessarily equate size of the company with the ability to support junior lawyers when you're a junior lawyer. Um, the other thing that I would say is if, when, when you're looking at in-house positions, don't necessarily say, oh, well, I'm 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 just an M&A attorney. You know, I can't possibly do a gaming job. You know, we just discussed. I, I didn't have any gaming experience before coming into Delaware North. And so, you know, I said, well, I have a I have a particular set of skills of, you know, representing my client and, and, and advocating for a position and negotiation. And those are applicable across a lot of different fields more so than just M&A, you know, yeah, I had done employment agreements before, you know, we had, we, we had dealt with, you know, different kinds of labor issues and, and, and employee benefits issues and tax issues. And I wasn't a tax attorney or an employee benefits attorney, but I knew enough of those things to, to kind of, you know, use those, use those abilities and apply them to a job that was outside of my specialized area. So, you know, even, even if you're a litigation attorney, don't necessarily think you're not qualified for a corporate in-house job. Um, That's interesting. I've I've, I've heard some in-house folks talk about um, looking to recruit athletes. I know you're a sports guy and, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes you might be looking for just the, the offensive guard, but sometimes you're just looking for the best player available who can, who you can slot in somewhere. And do you think that sort of applies when, when hiring for in-house positions sometimes. You're just looking for someone who can be a good member of the team and apply their skills across a, a wide variety of areas. 
Absolutely. You know, we we have a couple open positions now, and we were interviewing candidates for one of our council positions, so one of the support positions beneath the assistant general councils. And you know, we you, know, you have that job description. You're looking for someone you know with five to seven years of broad corporate experience, and that'd be great if that person comes through the door. But if somebody comes through the door and they have you know eight years of bankruptcy experience, or they you know they they have you know a a an extended career of 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 you know doing things outside of just traditional corporate work or if they have you know 4 years but they you know in their 4 years they were at you know a pretty small firm and they're actually running deals at you know 4 years out of out of out of law school you know as 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 atypical as that is you know that kind of person can't fit in that in that role and you know in, in fact when we did those interviews the person that we that we you know selected or or, or you know we all agreed we should make an offer to was completely completely outside of of what we had formed the description of that role for. Very interesting. So, yeah. uh, turning back to your your time at Ropes, I mean, how do you think your time at Ropes has prepared you for your current position? I, I mean, certainly there's there, there is there was a you know a broad a broad set of of skills I gained from doing transactional work at Ropes. Um, you know, the other thing that that I did at Ropes, which was different than my you know corporate work when I came back to Buffalo, was was the varying industries we did transactions in. Um, you know, the 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 each deal you learned about a new industry. It wasn't it wasn't kind of the same same kind of company over and over and over again, which was, you know, more typical of my practice back here in Buffalo. But, you know, there, there was there was a number of deals that I worked on from, you know, medical device companies, consumer products, beverage companies, uh, you know, walk into, you know, Chris Como's or, or uh, uh, you know, Paul Van Howen's office and look at their deal toys and you'll see the different kinds of, you know, the, the different kinds of companies we worked for um, and did deals for and, 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 and learning the different industry is incredibly important um to to do you know being able to do effective work for that client so you know again that helped in coming into a company that did something that i never had experience doing uh you know gaming again not something i did uh so so that certainly helped the other thing that helps is is uh, you know now that i'm at a company of, of this size we do deal with a lot of firms that are ropes' size uh, on on deals or on any kind of outside counsel representation. So being able to know how those firms work uh, is certainly helpful. And and, and being able to deal with, you know, a firm that has offices all over the place and your deal team might be scattered or, you know, knowing that, hey, I I can lean on this firm for a particular, uh, you know, set of of skills that, yeah, you know, a lot of firms this size have, but, you know, Ropes is really good in IP, and so we have a we have a you know a pretty tricky IP question here. So I'm going to call up Ropes, and and only being you know in big law do you kind of learn those specialized things of, about those larger firms. Got it. So you mentioned Chris and Paul. Were there were there any attorneys at the firm who really stood out as influences on your career early on? Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly Chris Como, you know, he was he was my uh my mentor when I was a summer associate and then when I came to Boston, you know, I worked with him all the time. Um, you know, Keith Higgins was another guy who, you know, I know he 
after I left ropes, he left ropes for the SEC, and I, I think he's back now. Uh, but, but, you know, Keith is, is an incredible negotiator. Um, you know, I remember a deal that we did, um, you know, where, where we were, you know, it was Friday before Memorial Day weekend and we're on a call, you know, in, in, in the middle of, a, of, a, of an auction process trying to, you know, nail down this deal. Um, and, and, and Keith's skill at negotiating was just completely evident. And, you know, I, I, I knew then to, like, watch every move that he made. So, I, you know, those two, I think, were, were particularly formative in my, you know, early development of my skills as a corporate attorney. That's great. Any favorite <laughs> ropes memories that, uh, that you can think of? I, I mean, you know, our, our our summer, you know, you know, Matt, you mentioned that we were, you know, we were summers in 2007, which was, you know, kind of the, you know, the the last big, uh, you know, summer class uh, before the financial crisis happened in 2008, and everybody kind of tightened their belts a little bit more. Um, you know, our, our our summer was was great. Um, you know, one of the reasons why I came to Ropes was the ability to split my summer between Boston and New York. So that experience is 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 very memorable. You know, spending time in Boston and meeting the people there, and then you know, spending six weeks in New York and and having a different working environment, getting to know a different set of summer associates, a different set of colleagues. You know, when we started in in September of 2008, it just it, it created a a greater field of of people that I could lean on. For for support as we kind of all, you know, sat wide-eyed when, uh, you know, when Brad Malt walked into our orientation and said, uh, Lehman Brothers declared bankruptcy today. Everything's going to change. <laughs> I recall that well. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, that, that's one of those memories. I, you know, I will never forget our, you know, we're, it's, it's our first day of being real lawyers and, and, you know, I'm a corporate attorney and, oh, guess what? You know, the, the bottom just fell out of the, of the, of the economy. <laughs> So, you know, those, those, those were definitely, you know, great, you know, great memories and, and, and something that, you know, I, I always recall, I always bring up the, you know, the, the, uh, our first day and, and, and Brad making that announcement. For sure. So, so we're getting close to the end. I want to end, uh, with a lightning round, some fill in the blank questions for you. You ready? Sure. sure. All right. My favorite sports team is? Buffalo Bills. Of course. <laughs> My ideal Friday night is spent. Ooh, um, at a nice dinner, um, and then you know having uh, some some good craft beer afterwards. If I wasn't a practicing attorney, I'd be a bartender. If someone <laughs> handed me twenty-five million dollars today, I would be a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Ropes and Gray is a great place to work. A great place to start your career. All right. I think that's a, a fantastic way to close out. So, Jeff, thanks very much for joining me today. So, always interesting to see how Ropes and Gray alums end up where they are. Uh, so, for all of our Ropes and Gray alumni out there, please visit our alumni website at alumni.ropesgray.com to stay up to date on our alumni, as well as the latest news about the firm and our lawyers. Thank you all for listening.